and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 145. I am your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Selig. We are back again, post-surgeries, post-destiny, kind of halfway, and... It's never uh, post-destiny, it's always going. Yeah, it's not actually stopping. If anything, I've been playing more Destiny this week than <laughs> a lot of other times. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we are here to talk mainly movies and shows today uh there's no news this week that we want to go through so that'll save us some time most likely this episode's probably going to be an hour long about and this is sutra side talk where we talk about uh games and tv shows and movies that we're watching and playing and then sometimes select news if there is any uh otherwise uh that's yeah that's pretty much the show james how are you doing this week Eh, pretty good i mean like it was a weird week at work. Like, so I work with like uh, platelets, like human blood products and stuff like that. Yeah, you and, steal people's blood. Yeah. No, we buy it. We, we they, they get paid. But at the same time, we also kind of, you know, our stuff is for research and hospitals also still need blood products for, you know, saving people's lives. So sometimes they get priority over like our shipments and stuff like that. So. There were like two days this week where we just like didn't have much to do because we didn't get in any of the deliveries that we normally get. So it's just it was a weird week at work. Uh, my manager retired. So that was an interesting Friday. Uh, and then this weekend, I've been a little bit busier than usual. I, I just a few hours before this uh, got my second COVID booster. So we'll see how I feel tomorrow. And uh, I tried. I actually went for a test drive. Of a Tesla yesterday. How was that? I, I'm looking for... I want to get an electric car because I just like... One, gas is super expensive right now. Two, I feel bad about how much gas I use in my current car because I, I drive a lot. I drive like 70 miles a day going to and, and from work. So it would be nice to have an electric car. And like beforehand... Well, so your car is old. Yeah, I have like a 2004 Honda Element. It's like... It's holding up, but... It's definitely been giving me a lot of trouble over the last couple of years. And I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want it to just straight up die on me no, on the freeway. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was kind of joking with myself before I went for the test drive. Like, man, the like, it, wouldn't it be hilarious if I drive it and I'm like, damn, I need a Tesla now. <laughs> and it fucking happened. I, all of a sudden I'm just like, all, all the other cars that I was thinking of, I, I'm like looking up video reviews for them and stuff like that from people who have drive, uh, driven them and had them for a while. And like, it seems like there's so many caveats and compromises for some of them, like the the E-Mustang or whatever. And uh, the, there's like a, a VW I'm looking at that I'm just like, damn, do I even want to bother anymore? Or do I just want to get a Tesla? But at the same time, like when I was going over with uh, one of the salespeople, like what it would cost if I give them like a bunch of money up front just to get the like monthly payments down, it would basically like wipe out my savings over the last year. Yeah. So I got to think about it. It's definitely a big purchase and I don't like spending that much money all at once. Uh, it also would be like the first hundred percent brand new car I've ever owned. No, for sure. And also weirdly enough, I noticed a little like a week ago that Tesla actually has like a used inventory part on their website. Dude, used Teslas cost more than a, a brand new one. I couldn't I couldn't tell you why. The only thing I can think of is because 
like the ones that they're selling might have like added features that like the base model wouldn't have but like the the cheapest one on there right now is like a 2019 model with like you know like 10 it was like under 20,000 miles which is pretty good but also it's like $60,000 I'm just like why <laughs> so that makes no sense to me I don't know basically that's the weekend I've had it's like some some fun stuff I got to drive a Tesla and then also I got a COVID booster so it's been interesting it's, it's been a, a busy week long story short Sounds very, uh, sounds very much of an Elon time considering the man's invading fucking Twitter and shit. Dude, that's the worst part is like, I, I really like the car and I like the philosophy of the company, like, you know, advancing green energy or in, uh, renewable resources and using like electricity instead of like gas or, or whatever. But I hate Elon Musk. Yeah. I hate him so much. He's such a dick and he's not even like, a part of the company anymore but i know his personal wealth is also still tied to like their stock and yeah, stuff like that so definitely. i want to get a tesla but i don't want to get a tesla because of that guy and uh, if you want to feel guilty it. about a tesla you guys just look up uh when they where they get the resources from and what they have to do to get those and then yeah it's also feel even worse so there yeah. you go uh it feels like any anything you do nowadays there's like something tainting it yeah, it that's sucks. why you gotta you gotta pick and choose what you boycott. You can't boycott yeah. everything. That's otherwise you'll live in rags probably. But you know, you just pick and choose which battles you want to fight or are worth getting yeah. behind and stuff. Like not letting George R. R. Martin get your money because that's <laughs> the most important thing for sure. More than anything. Fair enough. Yeah, not actually. That's not the most important thing to me. Obviously, for me, it's like Nestle and some other shit. But uh, you know, <laughs> George, <laughs> fucking George. Uh, Anywho, where's that book, George? Yeah, where's that? Where's that fucking book? It all can go away, George. If you just give me the book, <laughs> and then give me the next book after that. That's not taking twenty years as well, like this one is. Uh, God, I don't think we're actually getting that last book for sure. That seems impossible. But anywho, all right, uh, let's get into what we're doing this uh, this episode, which we're talking everything, everywhere, all at once. So we saw that movie in theaters. So we're going to talk about that together. And then we just have some pretty much random backlog uh, stuff we've watched pretty much that we're going to cover afterwards. So hence our episode. We're not going to go too far into it. There's other stuff I can talk about, but not going to keep it too long or anything like that. So we'll keep it uh, more restrained this time more than anything, even though I am feeling fine. Um, it's not like two weeks ago where I was like, guys. We could do 45 <laughs> minutes before I die. So, yeah. Yeah, so we watched Everything Everywhere All at Once, which was uh, the movie starring Michelle Yeo. And it was, you know, it's an A24 movie. You're not sure exactly sometimes what you're going to get with those movies. And because, you know, sometimes A24 feels very pretentious of a studio. They can. When they yeah. come in, they're like, look at our art house film. No, no, no. And you're just like, oh, <laughs> thanks. Great. I'm sure you'll fucking like all the film festival awards and then when it comes to everything else you won't win shit potentially or a lot of stuff but a lot of the times they're pretty fantastic movies that come out of the, that studio they're at least interesting yeah at least interesting and this movie was very much a success it was Dude, uh i loved this movie it was fantastic if if that didn't come out in the same year as the Batman right now, this would be the one number one movie of the year so far. Easily. 
So far. You're, so you're going to hate me, but like, I, oh, I personally. Oh, you're Morbius, right? Is it Morbius? We'll see. I, I do want to see Or do you like this that. more than the Batman? Just personally, I like it a little bit more than Batman. Cause, like, dude, there's nothing wrong with that. There, there was like a moment in this movie that like hit me in like the feels so hard that like I actually rolled a tear. And like just for how beautiful the scene and like the, the movie in general, just like the the message it tries to tell is so beautiful in my opinion that it just I literally was like crying in the theater a little bit. I mean, if you want to knock it out now, I mean, obviously, guys, spoilers if we're going to talk about the movie, but yeah, uh, just hit it up now. Yeah, so there's, like, I guess to make it a little bit relatable, this movie has some of the themes of, believe it or not, Rick and Morty. Just, like, the idea of, like, when you have access to an infinite multiverse of anything you could possibly imagine, like, nothing ever truly really matters anymore. And, like, what do you, how do you deal with that revelation of, you know, nothing matters. So why even go on? And so it like kind of covers that feeling of like deep depression of just like, you know, I just want it to end and stuff like that. And there's a moment when, you know, I, I, um, what was the, the main character's name again? Uh, Evelyn like, Wing. Oh, Evelyn. Like when Evelyn was like, she becomes like the same as like the her daughter who's like everywhere all at once and yeah like that. she like Luz, she uh, jobu tapaki is the evil version of her yeah. and the regular version of her is joy away yeah and she starts to succumb to that feeling of like nothing matters like fuck everything and like her husband has this moment where he just he's just pleading with her to just stop and and stop fighting and it cuts to the universe where uh evelyn is like a movie star and she reconnects I mean, she's basically with... that that's her just as michelle leo more or less yeah which was interesting yeah that was <laughs> and, really funny and like so she reconnects with her husband but like in that universe they never got married and that's why she's like all successful and, and happy and stuff like that and you know he has this speech where he says you know you think you might think i'm weak because i don't like to fight and i'm not confrontational and because i like to see uh, the good in people first but that's just, that's how I fight. That's how I get through this world is I believe in kindness and in people. And just like that is kind of very close to my personal philosophy of just like, yeah, you know what? In the grand scheme of like the infinity of the universe, shit might not matter. But like what really does matter is how you treat people here and now. So like seeing my personal philosophy kind of just like on the big screen like that in such a, a pivotal moment. And it gets her to be like, yeah, you know what? I don't need to succumb to this like, dip, like dark like feeling and stuff like that. I can spread happiness instead, and like that, she turns to say like, you know, uh, like it goes back to like the main universe, and she says uh, like I'm I'm learning to fight like you, and that's when she starts like instead of just straight up punching and kicking people with like her kung fu skills from another universe, she starts like making people dance and like get married and stuff like that. She makes some real revision, like all the happiness from other universes. Yeah. Experienced. And I just, I, I thought that moment was so beautiful. It spoke to me so deeply that like that, that one moment, I mean, the whole movie is great, but that one moment really skyrocketed that movie to like the top of my list this year. No, definitely. And I noticed too, I was looking at the casting for a lot of the people there. Uh, a lot of the people that were like 
just fighting they were like uh they downloaded like the combat prowess of another universe version of themselves uh they weren't they're not really actors they're all a bunch of stunt performers like people that are usually stunt doubles for Mm. other films and stuff so it was nice to see them not have to be like the person you don't ever see their face but uh you're actually seeing them being able to do something like front center which was kind of nice uh and to definitely agree with everything you said there for sure. And it kind of emphasizes that the father, um, what was the father's name? It was uh, Waymond. Uh, it's actually Waymond with a W, not an R, which I'm, I'm like, it's, I feel weird because it's like, wow, it's Waymond. What's going on with people? <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know if you, you've seen American Tale, Fifle the Mouse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember the very first movie? There was a mouse that's like, we need to hold a rally. And yeah, she's oh, like, wowie. Yeah, we need a wowie. It's like, what? A wowie. It's Wayman. Wayman, you want the wowie today? But uh, I fucking love that. I don't know why the, such a simple thing of changing a letter makes something absolutely hilarious. And it's actually kind of nice. But he was definitely the heart of the movie. Uh, yeah. Just showing like every single time he went to talk to somebody, he could fix the situation because he was just using kindness. Yeah, he and, just like like the end of the movie where he gets um oh god what's her name the the auditor to just like well it's Jamie Lee Curtis but uh, yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis plays to, a Deirdre yeah and he convinces I'm not her even to gonna try them, to say her last name Bo Bedrids fuck it yeah Deirdre let's just go with Deirdre and it's like I love that uh, that moment where like he's just talking to her trying to like fix the situation because like Evelyn is basically just like fucked up the situation after she was like nothing matters and she looks back at her husband she's like oh there's my husband probably making things worse again and then he fixes it and she's like how did you do that like i don't know i just talked to her yeah she's and he's like, like what did my husband say to you and stuff like she goes and asks her and everything yeah and it's like i i think that's one of the things i absolutely love about this movie is that it's able to go to such deep like important places but then also have like weird, silly shit, like people trying to like jump onto like a butt plug and like do the hot dog hands universe was so weird. Just like the way they dance and stuff like that. Also, the fact that he, you know, one dude couldn't. I love that they're fighting, trying to stop them from fucking shoving shit up their asses. But the trophy yeah. and you see the trophy and you're like no it's not smooth everything <laughs> you don't put it up there it's not gonna work uh, and just like the the sheer like what's the word i'm looking for like the determination on those soldiers to be like well i gotta do this to fight this lady horrifying it's, it's so dedication. Funny. i applaud them for dedication easily uh, but uh yeah like michelle yeah was in it you know she's in so many things like she's got such a filmography record I guess the newest thing, more or less, was Crazy Rich Asians, but she's also in Shang-Chi. She's mm. the aunt in that. Uh, she's in so much more, though. Like, I'd say more of her famous stuff is like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and everything else like that. Oh, that's how I recognized her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hence, like, you know, she knows all that stuff as a movie star. She's like, oh, I'm a movie star, but I know all these skills. And it's like, yeah, she used to do all the a lot of the Chinese films and stuff. But uh, the male lead, who was, you know, Waymond, was played by uh, Kehu Kwan. And I didn't realize who that was until I realized who that was. And I heard his voice and I saw his face. And instantly that was another reason besides the fact that his character steals the movie in terms of just like the heart. But he, as an actor, 
surprised me because Michelle Yell, you know, you know what you're expecting with her. But for him, for those that don't know who that is, he is short round in the Temple yeah. of Doom. And he's the kid in Goonies that has all the little cool inventions and traps and doodads and whatnot. I loved him as a kid. He was fantastic. He was like the kid mm-hmm. where you wanted to be that kid. Dude, like, he got to pal around with Indiana Jones. I wanted to be him. <laughs> dude, yeah, exactly. You got to be Indiana Jones sidekick. So it's like perfect thing. If you can't, as a kid, that's the that was the person you wanted to be. And then in Goonies, he's the one you want to be because he's got the coolest shit. Everyone mm-hmm. else is fine and stuff and doing their, their thing inhalers and whatnot, Sean Astin. But like <laughs> he had all that dope shit and he stopped filming after that. He, he like it pretty much as after a kid, I think he did like stunt work and like helped like production stuff that way. But he was always behind the scenes. He was never acting in movies. And this is really like the first time since those films that we've had him on a big screen front and center like this and it's yeah. just astounding when you sent me like when you told me to look at like the filmography or the um the actor list or whatever you basically when you uh let me know who he was i was just like what like and it's like again like you said it's just like once you know and i, I like replayed a bunch of scenes from every, everything everywhere all at once in my head and i was like Oh my god, he does kind of sound like him. He does mm-hmm. kind of look like a much older short round. Like, oh my god, it all makes sense now. You just listen to his voice as a kid and you hear him in this movie and you're like, oh my god, it's, it's so him. It's easily him. His voice is it's practically still the same. It's like, just especially older. like the they keep showing one clip in the trailers where like uh Evelyn like beats up a bunch of dudes and he goes like, Wow, mom's really good. And like and it's like that line's like, oh my god, yeah, it's fucking short round. <laughs> I didn't touch anything. You said not to touch nothing. <laughs> the walls are coming in. God, no, it it, it was fantastic seeing him. And it, it's one of those things too, you know, obviously we just went through like the dumb bullshit Oscars stuff that's not worth even talking about. It's oh, a waste yeah. of everyone's time. But like he had probably a great life where he just kind of stepped away from the spotlight. Like, you know, a lot of child actors went through horrid shit uh, oh, yeah. or everything turned out bad, but it seems Poor Gary like- Gary Coleman. Yeah. And for him, it seems like, oh, he, he everything went nice. He just kind of had a, a good life. And now he's back and he's like, oh, I feel like acting. And he even, dude, he, he wants to be in an Came Indiana Came back jo- for a 10 out of 10 movie. He wants to be in another Indiana Jones movie, too. He's like, I'm down to do it. And I was like, oh, fuck. Dude, they're doing another one. Like, what if they bring him back for, like, at least I one scene? I mean, they scene? can't do it for the new one. Because that, they, not? they already finished filming. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure the, the like, sidekick's going to be, what's her face? Um, uh, I, I keep, what's, she's in Solo, the robot. Oh. The land that wants to fuck. Make any yeah. Movie. Phoebe Waller, I think, Bridge? Mm, Phoebe Waller okay. Bridge uh, is, the, I think that's her. Uh, she's in it. And she's, like, the, she seems like she'll be, like, the sidekick person. And I'm pretty sure... One of the main villains will be Mads Mikkelsen, most likely, uh, which will be okay. fun. But yeah, we're, we're getting that, I think, next summer. I think that's like summer of 2023 because they keep delaying everything. It was supposed to be this summer. That's why I'm, I'm like, really? you'll take Indiana Jones away from me for another year. God damn it. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure. Saving it for a rainy day. Exactly. But... <laughs> Ain't no rain in California. <laughs> no, that's not true. It's supposed to rain tomorrow. <laughs> Thank God we need it, though. Yeah. Uh, really. But yeah, he was great everything about him was fun. Like, you know, you had different versions of him. You had like the, 
the ev- the not the evil version um the like troubled universe where jobu tupaki comes from the alpha verse yeah the alpha verse so he's like an awesome fighter he beats the shit out of somebody with a fanny pack and everything else and then you know you don't think about why he's doing something weird like eating yeah like i love and it, i love it, that it he just starts doing why. that yeah like they, yeah he just does it and you're just like that's that's weird and they explain it later that it's like every like to jump to another universe to get someone's skills like you have to do something that'll like slingshot you to that universe or whatever yeah and it could be something as weird as like yeah just like randomly eating like a roll of chapstick yeah uh otherwise michelle Yeoh's character uh she evelyn she was fun because i mean obviously she's the protagonist but you get to see all her different versions and seeing all these other worlds like the main one being like there's a b universe of it's like the exact same universe as the real one and it's just slightly different because it's already it's like a jump forward in time where yeah. the IRS stuff didn't happen. So she's already like at the laundromat doing that party and stuff. And that's like kind of continues where we left off. Whereas like her universe, it's like all fucked up because everyone's fighting still in the IRS yeah. building. Uh, there's her where she's Michelle Yeo. There's the one where she's uh, uh, fucking a hot rock. dog, <laughs> a rock, hot dog fingers, a cook. Um, and there's other versions, too. I love and, that scene explaining like how the hot dog hands thing is real. And it's like way back in like prehistoric times, there was like a version of humanity with just like weird floppy hands and they, they survived. And that one, she has a relationship with Deirdre with Jamie, uh, so Curtis's character. And they're just like, Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> the fucking Western <laughs> ketchup's coming out of their fingers. And I'm like, I can't with this. Like, dude, the thing that got me was just how they, when they dance, they just like slap their hot dog hands against their legs to make weird floppy sounds. And, and they do like, stuff with their feet. It's so funny. Oh yeah. And they the do stuff with their feet. Yeah. Oh God. I, that's what I was like, we watched it at the Alamo. This was the movie where, I was most likely to kick, get kicked out because of how hard I was laughing and how loud I was laughing. Dude, so many people in the theater were just like, no! Oh yeah, we, it, you're not, you know, you're not supposed to like even yell or say things in the theater, but this one was straight up like, you had to. You're like, no, don't do it! Like, please, <laughs> don't! Because <laughs> you saw the trophy, you're like, don't put it up your ass! Don't, we don't want you to do this! Uh, Horrifying. Oh no! Dude, the like, the, was scene, the, the, the paper cut, the, the paper, cut paper cuts. Everyone oh. in the theater was just like, "No!" That <laughs> was again. too much. I just too dude, much. like the cherry on top of that was when he like reverted back to like the beta verse version. He's like, "Like Evelyn, what's going on? Oh, what happened to my hand?" <laughs> so that's like um, that's like uh, Zenitsu <laughs> when he wakes up after fighting. Uh, yeah, he's, he's like, like "Who broke my legs? My <laughs> <laughs> Who did this to me, dude? You broke your own legs when you did your godlike <laughs> speed." <laughs> oh god. Um, the daughter is great. You know, she was Jobu Chewbacca. At one point, I loved when Evelyn's just like, "You know, Jobu Chewbacca," and you're like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> uh. She was. A, it was a good time because it's like that whole thing of generation differences, where yeah, she's a lesbian. Uh, she's going out with, I forget what the girl's name was, the other character, but she wasn't really that important. Uh, and like the whole thing of like, she's denying who her daughter is. And, and just like, I love the, the mirroring to Evelyn when she was a kid. And like, she had that same thing of like, do I stick with my family or do I leave them? And it's like her dad straight up just left her. Not left her, but just like, exiled her. Like, yeah, dis- yeah, disowned her for sure. Yeah. And just seeing all that, it's funny because you know a lot of families have gone through that especially american families Mm -hmm. because they're different types of 
ways and everything else. And I've seen my own family go through that kind of stuff. Not like where it is like, oh, you're getting married like this. Oh, we're not going to deal with that. It's like, you know, up the line and then like they get married and then it's like, oh, it's fine after a while. And then they do the same exact thing of like, oh, you're going to do this. I can't believe you're going to do this. And it's just like, dude, you guys did the same exact thing. <laughs> it's just a repeating it's a repeating thing which is hilarious but yeah. uh yeah no it was it was crazy and i'm glad like you know you get to see them uh understand each other and make up as well as just like the regular version of her and then also the jobu tabaki version of her as well and you had uh the grandfather who i'm pretty sure i actually have to look it up because i heard oh, his... i've seen him in so many things yeah james hong uh he plays gong gong <laughs> <laughs> He is, uh, oh yeah, he's Mr. Ping in Kung Fu Panda. He's one of the guys in Big Trouble Little China. I forget who he is in that. I can uh, see that. Apparently he's in Turning Red. Um, but I'm there's a movie. Yeah. Let me see. I'm pretty sure I if I know who Sean. he is in a Disney movie, a very important Disney movie, I'm pretty sure he's in it. Let me find it really fast. Wasn't but... he Cricket? What? Wasn't he in... Um... Mulan, he was. Am he crazy? was okay. He's he's exactly who I thought he was. Uh, he's Chifu, who's the one that's like, "You will all fight for the emperor." And yeah. it's like the one where uh, he's like saying when they're doing the girl with, worth fighting for. The short soldier's like, "The only one who loves him is his mother." Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, uh, when he goes to take a bath, because all the other guys have been in there. Uh, that's when Mushu approaches him on the pan on uh the panda and he's like a he's supposed to be like a demon knight he's supposed to be oh, an yeah. ancestor knight and the panda's just like he eats like whatever he's holding in his hand but yeah that's i love that character so much you must fight for the emperor <laughs> it's so fucking good yeah he yeah. was great in it too though uh and Dude, i, love I loved like at some point towards the end of the movie he just like presses a few buttons on his uh wheelchair and it turns into like a mech <laughs> dude that was so great and because uh, that's just the regular version of him too and the fact that that mech still was able to do that and it's it's great too because you know the, the regular version of him only speaks chinese and then his alpha verse version he's speaking english and they're like what like, the i fuck? am not your father yeah <laughs> it's so good uh i guess um that's really the main stuff about it though i'd say uh overall about the movie was there anything else well actually one thing i do want to ask what was your favorite multiverse universe mm. i know mine and I'll, I'll i'll go all through the way through i don't I know it. it's i might be like forgetting some of them but like it's hard to say which one i like more either the universe where Evelyn is like rich and famous and like her not husband in that universe is also like well off and he looks all suave and cool and stuff. Uh or cuz like I just like the aesthetic of that universe, but I also I weirdly like that hot dog universe. It's so weird. You're a sick bastard. It's like again, it's like help. the I think it's like <laughs> the added touch that the hands for some reason also shoot out like ketchup and mustard. It's just like it's like the weird cherry on top of like yeah, Don't that put a cherry on top of that. You don't want cherry with hot dogs and mustard. No, not that. really. But uh, it's just it's so and also just like the interesting relationship between Evelyn and I keep forget Deirdre yeah. is so funny and it's just like you feel so bad when Evelyn like 
leaves her and she and Deirdre is just like, what did I do wrong? I'm sorry. Uh, so funny. Yeah. Mine was the cooking universe where she's the chef. Oh, I forgot about that. And we have Rakakuni. And she's like, you know that movie Rakakuni? And you're like, what yeah. the fuck? Don't you mean Ratatouille? It's like, no, Rakakuni, where the raccoon's controlling on his head. And I'm like, dude, no fucking way. Because, all right, you got to understand, for me, Pixar, like, Toy Story and Ratatouille are my favorite Pixar movies, for sure. And I'm like, they, they did not, they're not going to do, and then I remember the trailer where they show a raccoon in a cage. I'm like, dude, are they going to fucking do I completely actual raccoon I love she goes in, you see the dude performing better than her at the, like, at the, like, P.F. Chang's or whatever. The, like, tail sticking out of his hat. I was like, wait, are they going to do the ra- an actual raccoon thing? Fucking pull the hat off, there's a raccoon. You're like, oh, no, shit, no, the I raccoon talks. And it was like, a, it was it like the period of the movie where Evelyn like is starting to succumb to the like nothing matters thing. So she's just like in that universe, her boss chewed her out for not doing as well as the other guys. So she just like walks up to him and rips the hat off. And he's like, no. And they like, yeah, they put him in the cage. But I love that what the raccoon talks and he's like, she's seen us. She, she has to be dealt with. Yeah. He tries to kill her. her. It's just like, Oh, just like the look on the guy's face when she like walks into the kitchen and sees the raccoon, like pulling the hair and everything. And he's just like, you can't tell anyone. Dude, honestly, Uh, I kid you not rock raccoon's cool. This is now my favorite raccoon. Anything I've ever seen in a movie ever this is fantastic i do agree with you that like one of the few like disappointments in the movie is like you don't get to see if the guy actually reaches rakakuni again you i wanted to know (laughs) i needed to know i think it's like implied that she had to get back yeah but but you needed to see it though that's the thing yeah and yeah every it's so good she's like on his shoulders controlling him like i'll get you to do it and then he's like i can't i can't do it anymore and then she starts carrying him yeah he's like pull my hair (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> make uh, me go faster <laughs> yeah. it's so freaking good dude uh this movie i think the thing about it is the reason it's so good is it's uh besides the fact that it's multiverse and stuff it's a melting pot of emotions and like oh like, yeah it, it goes through where it's like you feel very heartfelt you feel sad you feel happy you feel comedy it's hitting all these more or less different types of genres and it does them so well where it feels incredibly natural and that's why this film like succeeds where it does and if this movie doesn't win awards or doesn't at least get nominations i'll be shocked because it's such a good time i haven't bought a physical movie in a while i might actually buy like a 4k blu-ray for this if they make one honestly this year it's probably gonna be the batman maybe this and then i'm sure northman will be good enough where you're like i need the northman (laughs) On Dude, my I keep shelf. seeing Instagram ads for the Northman, and it just keeps getting me more and more hyped. It's gonna be so fucking good, dude. Yeah, but yeah, that's uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, and it's such a good time. I implore you guys. Uh, Definitely it, recommend. Yeah, if you've seen Batman at least twice, you can go see this movie. If you haven't only, if only seen sh- Batman once, go see it a second time at yeah. least, and then go see this movie. Yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once is slightly shorter. It's only two and a half hours instead of three. <laughs> slightly shorter. Yeah fucking long ass movie too you don't feel it you don't feel it doesn't it too much. feel long at all yeah like, i was totally engrossed the entire time yeah no it's it was really great but on to uh our individual things and i th- you just have one or multiple yeah i just have one for now like all the other things that i have left on my list that like mostly because recently i just keep going back and forth between destiny which we already said never yeah. ends 
and Horizon, which also very long. <laughs> like, dude, the last few days I haven't even like done a mission. I've just been going around hunting things to upgrade my shit before I go on to the next mission. Oh, for Horizon? It's yeah, dude. It's so easy to just get distracted doing that, and I, and then realize. Shit, I've been playing for hours and I technically haven't really done anything to progress the story. Shit. I'll say like right now, honestly, in Destiny, I've just been grinding this week because it's double Vanguard and double Infamy this week. Mm. And Grandmasters came out. I need to So the thing is, too, you can do all six Grand... Like, uh, you're allowed to do one of each Grandmaster at any point. And once you do them, then like once you... I mean, once you've done them all, you're then just... Uh, you're succumb to just doing that one grandmaster a week whatever it is whatever nightfall it is that week basically but you're allowed one completion of each uh grandmaster unless you're you're like in someone else's fire team and they need to do it or whatever but uh i'm like i want a guild conqueror this week i want it done this week even though it's gms just came out i just want it done already and i also want to do both resets for vanguard and gambit because I want to just get the seasonal weapon and the ornaments and just have it all done. Right. And by the time I do the two resets, I should be done gilding uh, Dredgen as well. So I have my two gildings done and I just want it. I'm like, cool, I just want to have it done now. So I'm not doing it for the rest of the season. Just like Iron Banners next week, I'm going to be doing that just with all three characters and grinding until I get my two Valor resets. So I just have right. that done as well. I'm, I'm just like, I want it finished. So yeah, just because of those two ongoing things, I I haven't had I don't have too much to add to my list of things to talk about. Uh, I don't I do want to talk about Severance this time, yeah, for uh, sure. which I just th- that season just ended. My God, it's good. Uh, uh, but I'm also, get, yeah, uh, everything else though on my list still is just like shared stuff. So you wanted to talk about the um, South Park specials, yeah. If we get to it, uh, and then everything else is like DC stuff that we want to cover for. Um, the kind of steel. show and yeah and some other things uh so I'll, I'll start off with the the south park covid specials and it's a very interesting two specials each one's like about an hour long more or less and they well definitely i think it's either an hour or less pretty much but they are the future so they time jump and it's like oh covid's still more or less happening and they're all adults now and it's very interesting, like, Stan is a whiskey reviewer online, hmm. and he's pretty much incredibly, like, he, his life sucks. And you think he lives with this wife that they have a terrible relationship? It turns out Alexa is so advanced that there's, like, a hologram Alexa, but she's, like, a... Did I miss these episodes? <laughs> these, are, these are the Paramount Plus specials. Oh, shit, yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah. They're, uh, it, it's straight up, like, she, uh... It's supposed to be real, so she's always like, oh my god, so now you're like this. And it's like, half the time, you're just like, shut up. But the other half the time, you're like, dude, she's right, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> And the thing is, what betrays it is she'll say stuff that makes perfect sense, and then at the end, she'll go, she'll be like, oh my god, and he's not talking to her. And she's like, well, would you like to buy these products? Are you interested in these? Because it's still Alexa, and it's still fucking yeah. Amazon. So the whole time, it's like, add, 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 and you're just like, god damn it and like to the way to make her stop being angry at you is you have to actually purchase things and you're just like oh fuck the future is horrible uh there's people they they do the silly thing where people that work in certain places have strange like cotton 
hats that look like Spaceballs helmets, but they're just like cotton. Interesting. And they never explain it. They're just like the guy that's it's the just host supposed to be like Denny's, future fashion or the something. The doctor, whatever. They're just that's just what certain employees that work at certain places wear. It's Weird. so it's just like a thing that they're just like, yeah, the future is silly. Like that's pretty much more or less what they're trying to say there. Right. And uh, it's hilarious because the whole thing is like they come together because Kenny died. And the only one that really lives in South Park anymore is like Kyle, I think. And Kenny looks like this like dude in a Hawaiian shirt with a beard and shades. And he like has, you know, he has, he's a famous scientist. So he has all these different women and everything. And it turned out he was trying to do like a time machine to go back to stop everything from happening where COVID gets out of hand. Not Cartman? No, it's Kenny. Kenny's trying to do all this. Weird, because there's literally an episode previously where Cartman supposedly uh, became the CEO of like a time travel company. Yeah, no, not this. No, in this one, uh, Kyle just like lives in a house by himself. Uh, He's like semi-successful, I guess. He's just like a regular average Joe. And him and Stan aren't friends anymore because of something. And then Cartman is a rabbi and has a Jewish family. Yeah. It's a legitimate thing where he somehow converts to Judaism and becomes a rabbi, has a Jewish family. And like, there's a whole thing where like, he, what does when Kyle say about that? Well, they get quarantined because one per like, they're like, oh, there could be, you know, potentially a variant here now. And also, apparently, one person isn't vaccinated in your town. And mm-hmm. so, like, Cartman's like, can we stay at your place, Kyle? And all the kids are like, please, Uncle Kyle. And over time, all the kids are just like, fuck you, Kyle. Fuck you, Kyle. And you're just like, <laughs> what the? F-? They just all learn to be like that. And it's so fucking hilarious. But uh, more or less, they try to work together to uh, figure out what the hell's going on. And, you know, they meet all their friends again. They're all adults, uh, more or less like Tweak and, Tweak and Craig are still a couple. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they're still together. Jimmy's a comedian, but it's supposed to, it's like, it's the future. So comedy fucking sucks where he makes Can't a joke anyone? about somebody and he goes, oh, no, I'm just kidding. They're a great person, blah, 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 blah. And you're just uh. like, dude, comedy's fucking dead because people's feelings are fucking bullshit and everything else. <laughs> so... Uh, like it, it's all that, and so you got like hat people. Uh, there's super like Amazon everywhere. Comedy fucking sucks. It's all these different things. COVID's still around, and like they're more or less living normal until they're like there's a variant, and you see everyone freaking out when they say that. And there's this a truck that comes and starts throwing masks, and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" And you <laughs> see a guy rushing, screaming in his house, and he's like, "Oh fuck, fuck, fuck!" And he has like his son, and he puts his son in a chair and turns on the Zoom for the Zoom class for school, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I got to learn school," and like runs out of the room. It's so fucking <laughs> hilarious. Uh, but they learn like, oh, he worked with like one guy, but he's in an asylum, and it's like, what's his name? Oh, uh. The guy's name is Victor Chouse. And you're like, Victor Chouse? Who the fuck is Victor Chouse? And it's actually, they miss, it's like, dude, how did you get Chouse from C H A O S? Uh, I was about to say, like, Chaos? Victor <laughs> Chaos. And it's Butters. And the reason he's in an asylum is because he keeps trying to sell people and get them into NFTs, which causes, like, literally, when he, they accidentally break uh. him out. 
or they they, they gave him something i forget what they they go to visit him to like talk to him to see what the hell's going on he gets he breaks out and he leaves like a, a path of carnage because he'll like tell people about nfts and they're they become like insane <laughs> and start killing themselves or each other and some people are like going in the hospital it's like i've lost everything but i have this cool picture of a clown it's uh. like a fucking it's so fucking good and it's like oh yeah yeah fucking stupid ass nfts which you know i don't know if you guys know how i feel nfts are fucking stupid yeah, and I they're hate, bad for the them. environment as well it's, it's like it's there's... a scam it's just it's disgusting but i I would like to think that there might be some use for blockchain and blockchain te- technology, but like NFTs are just so fucking stupid. Yeah, no, it's. I hate it too because a lot of there's certain people I like that I know that started using it, and there's like a small amount of me that's just like, I get what you're trying to do and you want to make money, but there's like there's that much respect I've lost because of that. And I'm just like, come on, do you know exactly hate... what the issue is and you still did it anyway? Yeah, I just hate like the nfts that are like randomly generated pictures that it's like oh we made like ten thousand of these we made monkey yeah like monkeys justin bieber did one that's like teddy bears or whatever i, I really like, hope you're gonna say it's Bieber, uh, but okay that would have made more sense yeah i don't understand why it's it was just teddy bears. Buck teeth and shit and i think it's li- i think literally like i heard about this on a podcast i listened to the other day and i think it's literally just like an artist reached out to him was like hey would you like to endorse my like nfts and sell them to your fans and probably he was like sure why not i love the i think my favorite thing is on twitter you know if they actually bought one they'll make it their profile picture Mm -hmm. and they'll post they'll be like hey post the last picture you saved in your camera roll and it's just people posting the nft that's in their profile yeah (laughs) it's so fucking good you know i think it's gonna be the worst thing is i bet you anything that uh the social media spaces are gonna crack down on it and they'll actually do patrolling of like do you own this nft that you're using the picture of I bet you anything that'll happen eventually. I could see that. Because I think Instagram's supposed to get into NFTs too. Well, especially so. since well, Instagram, I could see doing that. But like uh, Twitter re- recently, like if you use an, an actual NFT for your like profile pic, it like changes it to a different shape, like mm. order. So you can so you can know who has a real NFT. That makes sense. And so, so yeah yeah so but, but i guess back to south park uh more butters is yeah more or less a piece of shit and he's got like a mustache too it's hilarious and the best part is James, like a snidely whiplash mu- uh, snidely whiplash mustache and he's just like buy my nfts <laughs> no it's, it's not that long but you know what the best part is when what? he still goes to the bathroom he does the thing where he oh, pulls he his does... pants all the way down and lets the shirt it's the same butter <laughs> he's just uh... an adult doing it i'm like yes uh all the parents are old people and they're all they all were thrown into the care facility and uh it turned out stan and his dad don't talk to each other anymore because Mm. stan accidentally killed their parent like his the family uh he was so pissed that his dad uh with the weed like you know integrity farms and shit he he Mm. was so angry at him that he went to he basically set the barn on fire he didn't know Shelly was in the barn. Oh, so shit. he accidentally kills his sister. And their mo- the uh, Sharon was so grief-stricken, she killed herself. Jesus. They never show it, but That's they talk dark. about it. And you're just like, God damn, you know, obviously they blame each other yeah. and and stuff. But eventually, like, they, they make up. And there's, like, it's a two-parter, of course. So, like, they go through, like, oh, you know, integrity is a whole piece in it. And it's all this bullshit. Cartman wants to stop them from going back in time because uh 
he's afraid he'll lose his family mm. which makes sense and yeah. he doesn't want to be he wants to stay a good person so it, the, also the one person that's not vaccinated is clyde and in the future clyde's huh. just like an overweight guy it's just like you know you know they're just never the evidence never added up so i just didn't believe in it and then they were just like fuck and the worst part too is like they tried to get the help of the federal government and like the army to like help them rebuild the time machine and stuff to make it work and everything because all the group was there wendy was there too with some guy that's supposed to be successful but you know she's not supposed to care about him eventually like her and stan will get together or whatever but uh and then tolkien tolkien's there too and he's supposed to be like the uh the the black character from it i forget what his name was but you know you know that guy in it uh he gets the group got back together He's like, hey, I, I know the character. I don't, it's I don't know his name. But yeah, you know that guy? Yeah. Uh, he's supposed to be like that, but he's like a detective. And he's like, hey, guys, I wanted to let you know this thing happened and blah, 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 blah. And so he's like supposed to be that character. Um, and Butters gets like at a certain point, uh, I think Cartman talks to Butters because Butters gets in there and then starts talking to them about NFTs, which really like makes them stop working and they're just like oh guys i'm so sorry i don't know what happened but now i have this fucking picture (laughs) (laughs) uh the best thing though is cartman gets clyde to go back in time to go kill stan kenny and kyle or no stan and kyle as kids so they can't change the future and he's I i think he says something like he uses like QAnon conspiracy stuff to get Clyde to do it, and then he feels bad. Or no, he, he, they're supposed to kill the like the past and future versions because uh, future Stan and Kyle go to the past, and then future Cartman comes there and then he kills Clyde to stop him because he feels bad and he's like, I can't do this. We'll let, we'll see how things go. Maybe if I stay true to myself, I'll be able to find my family, like do it again and be a good guy again. And like they go through. And it's supposed to be, it's like, uh, you ever watch a, It's a Wonderful Life? Yeah. It's like sure. that, where Stan comes home and he was like in the army. And they're like, hey, everybody, Stan's back. And he's like, hey. And Wendy's like, oh my God, you look really great, Stan. And you can tell like they're going to get together. His uh, sister is still alive. His mom's still alive. And Kyle's like a successful guy. And he has a family instead of Cartman. And they're like, Uncle Stan and everything else. And oh, Kenny's huh. there. And they're like, where's Cartman? Cartman's a homeless guy outside that looks fucking crazy. And he's like, fuck all of you guys. Fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I guess it didn't work out for Cartman. But overall, it's a fantastic. It's kind of sad, but also kind of funny. It's incredibly sad and funny at the same time. Yeah, you're just like, oh, Cartman's not Jewish anymore, I see. And it's... It's such a good time of two specials that go back. It's like a two-parter and together they make like more or less a movie. And the fun thing about it is it feels like a, it feels like, you know how we were talking about when they did the COVID specials before they were mm-hmm. fun, but they could have been entire seasons because yeah. there wasn't, it felt like they at least got more of that into it uh that made you feel a little bit better because you're like well at least now they gave us more of like covid stuff so you you don't feel as like they skipped it all and everything else obviously there's still a lot of things they missed but more or less they did a great job and it worked out because it's like oh we got to see them as like adults which was really fun and it works out because it doesn't interfere with the shows so if you 
just watch the stuff on Comedy Central. You don't have Paramount Plus. You're not necessarily missing anything. But when you do get a chance, you can watch them. Just know, of course, there's like at least 12 more specials that are supposed to come out eventually over the next few, like multiple years and stuff. So I don't know what they're going to do with those because obviously these were future. They were adults. I don't know how intertwined the specials will be with the like seasons and stuff. Whereas like, you know, they just had a season come out now. And I actually don't know if the season ended because there was like only like five episodes. So I don't know what happened. Uh, I don't Definitely know if it's on like a... HBO Max? It's on Comedy Central right now. But uh, eventually uh, it'll come to HBO Max. Okay. For now it's like st- actively airing. Which I was like, well, what? Mm, that's why I haven't wh- seen Why aren't there yet. more episodes? I thought, like, it's not a five episode season, is it? It's kind of sad. Or if it's like a mid-season thing or something. Because at least they usually do like ten episodes uh, for a season nowadays, I feel like. But we'll see. But yeah, that was, that was the COVID specials, more or less. Uh, sorry, it was more like, I guess, like a synopsis walkthrough of it, but, you know, it's South Park, so good times there. All right, uh, you can jump in and talk severed, I think, because we'll probably have time for that. And then one more thing from me. I think that's probably what's going to happen. All right. So I think it's called Severance. Severance. Um, Like a coworker recommended this show to me and like. it It's so interesting, like it. Also interesting that like half of the Apple shows I like and the other are like terrible. Thankfully, mm-hmm. this is one of the ones that I actually was like every episode I needed to watch it as soon as it came out because it was just so enthralling. Mm-hmm. So the basic concept is like in this in the in this world, there's a procedure that's been developed that lets you put like a like a microchip in your brain and it lets you essentially segment your memories and what it's used for primarily, at least in this show, is um, like separating your work life from your like free time, I guess. Mm-hmm. So the idea, at least for the people that opt into it, is like you don't have to deal with like being stressed about work because you literally can't remember it at the end of the day. Like you basically just go into the office in the morning and then to your perception, you're just like done like as you're getting out of the elevator and you're like, oh, okay, time to go home. But the flip side of that, that I didn't even think about before um, I started watching the show is that that means that the version of you that goes to work also never gets to experience the outside world. There's just like, there's just a version of you that is forever trapped in whatever job you're doing. And like, there are very few jobs that, I think people would be willing to do literally forever. And also the other thing is like, they don't get to experience like going to sleep or anything. Cause it's just literally work all the time for them. And it's just like, part of the mystery is also like, what the hell does this company like Lumen is, is the name of the company that the main character works at? Like, what do they even do? Cause like, there's a lot of weird shit uh, that goes on that like the department that the main character works in is like four people. And it's called like, macro data refinement and they essentially you're just supposed to look at screens with like a bunch of numbers and it's really weird because like the 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 computers they work on are definitely meant to look like you know old boxy uh computers with monitors from like the 80s and in like early 90s and stuff like that but the the things that are being displayed on the screen can't possibly be from operating systems that old and 
like they they're basically told what they're doing is refining some data but they're not told what the data means or what it does and like somehow the only way they know how to refine the data is like they'll stare at the numbers for long enough and then like some numbers will make them feel different things like when they're supposed to put like a, a cluster of numbers in in like a certain file like sometimes they'll make them feel like scared or uneasy and it's just it's like, like that's a really weird concept and then like throughout the season they start to like explore the uh the office that they're working at and there's like weird shit like they find a room where some dude is just like taking care of a bunch of baby goats and he's just like screaming at them like you can't take them yet they're not ready yet and it's, it's so weird um like i don't want to i mean i know we usually do spoilers in this uh, sh- uh on our show but like a lot of what makes this show so intriguing is the mystery of like what the fuck is even happening uh. and it's just so interesting to see you know the 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 work persona of like the main characters trying to figure out a way to like get out or to get messages to the outside because there's also weird technology where like they can't hide messages in the elevator that they use to get out uh or to leave at the end of the day they um like basically they they do a really good job of making it so that there should be no way for them the inside uh, personas they they call them innies there's no way for the innies to, uh, to get messages to their outies or or to anyone on the outside. And so it's cool to see, like, oh, are they going to figure out a way out? And then, like, at some point in the season, they find out there is a way to, like, turn off the chip or to, like, flip personas outside of the office. And, like, it's called, like, overtime uh, protocol or whatever. And just like the the last episode is them using that to try to like find someone that they think they can trust on the outside to to tell them what's actually happening and like what their like existence is like. And just, dude, that last episode is so stressful. And just uh, the the my only complaint is that it ends in such a cliffhanger that I was like, it's one of those times where I'm just like. No, how do you end a season there? I need to know what happens now. Damn. So it's just like uh, Ted Lasso being one of the like absolutely must must watch shows on Apple TV. I would absolutely recommend Severance to anyone. Like it's and so. And this is on which? Uh, this is Netflix or? This is on Apple TV Plus. Oh, this is also Apple. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's why it's like again so shocking that like oh Apple actually does have like one more really good like must watch show. Like, not every one of their shows is like that, but some every once in a while, I, I guess they can pull it off and just get, like, an absolute banger. And I, like, I don't think I've seen a show in a while that, like, literally, other than, like, Demon Slayer, <laughs> where, like, where I was just like, I need to watch each episode as soon as it comes out. Like, that's how good Severance is. At least not for me. I I absolutely enjoyed it. Okay. Nice. Well, I, I still I'm gonna I've been waiting to activate my six month uh, PlayStation Five Apple TV. Oh, how'd Plus. you watch uh, Ted Lasso? Uh, you know how I got the uh, screener stuff. Oh right, you mentioned that. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, so that's how I watched it uh, early and stuff. But I'll I'll refrain from saying more of that. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, that, that's awesome though. I'll I'll take a look soon because I know I mean like I guess some 
I'm so into all these other streaming. Like right now, I've actually been trying to like take down stuff out of like Netflix, and I ironically been rewatching the Proud Family show on Disney Plus because oh, yeah? I loved that as a kid. And now they have the new show that's like a spiritual. It's like a louder and prouder. And I'm like, you know, I just want to rewatch the whole thing just to see it. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I'll, I'll probably talk about it all here when I'm done with it. But like at, all of it at once. But it's very much like all the adult themes are in it. And I didn't realize it and how just great in terms of how current it was with the culture and everything else in terms of like what people actually say and how they talk i'm like oh my god this is like incredibly more accurate than most other shows we watched as kids it was insane and i was like damn this is hella hella current uh for Mm -hmm. that time it was it was it's actually better than it was when i was a kid which is really fun but Uh, i'll get to that i guess one more thing about severance yeah john taturo's in it Oh and, shit! Okay, dude, I started watching it like right before we watched the Batman the first time the, at the Alamo, or for me, and I was just like, it's so it was so jarring seeing him in Severance being like a mild mannered like his character in the Office is basically like the rules guy. He's like, oh, uh, Mark, I I see that you uh, removed this picture from your desk. You know, it's regulation to have that, and then you see him in the Batman, and he's like. Yo, you know, I maybe murdered a dude for your dad. How you like it, huh? You said karma and scare the living hell out of this man. Yeah. <laughs> put the fear of God into this. Yeah, that's what he said. So, dude, John Turturro is a such a phenomenal actor. Like, was that him in Transformers? He was also in Transformers, yes. Yeah, that's probably his best role. No, I'm dude, there's like a storyline in Severance where he falls in love with like another dude in the office. And it's just like, oh, played by a... Uh, um, Oh God. Uh, I'm going to have to look it up because I, I'm blanking on the name, but like you, you would know him and it's just like, it up, yeah, yeah. Uh, he played Bert. <laughs> if you, if you're looking it up, uh, what the f- was it like Bert and Ernie. Wait, was it Adam Scott? No. It, um, wait, this is the Adam Scott show. I know who you're talking about now. Okay. Um, let me look through not Christopher Walken. Yeah, it was Christopher Walken. Oh, it's Chris- that too, it was Christopher Walken. Dude, and it's just like, it's so funny to see like John Turturro and Christopher Walken in a relationship, but it's one of those things where it's like, these personas have only been alive for like a few years at this point, technically, because all they've experienced is this office. And just like to see them start to make a relationship and then it like, it ends so tragically. Like, dude, I- Yeah, you'll, I'll, I'll watch it eventually. I cried worry. so hard in that episode. Damn, okay. Like- this show takes you to some emotional places for sure all right all right i believe you i believe you yeah for sure uh let me all right i'll I'll blast through one more really fast okay uh i watched jurassic world camp cretaceous season four and yeah you keep recommending them uh, like i've said before this animated show for kids is better than both jurassic world movies without a doubt it is actually that much better um they tie into the bo- both movies where I think I said it before the first season takes place simultaneously with the first movie, uh, mm, all the shit okay. that happens with it. And then uh, season two is pretty much in between season three gets to the point where it's the beginning of Fallen Kingdom, where they go back to the island to recover the Indominus Rex DNA and like the that dude's uh, still in the helicopter, and the Mosasaurus just comes up and gets him, <laughs> even though he gets away from the T Rex. If you remember that, oh yeah, yeah. 
and that's in season three so that part happens they're like there so funny uh but it ends with like them getting away on a boat and it seems like they're actually gonna make it out finally and then like the mosasaurus fucks with them so they uh the boat starts failing so they have to come back to the island or no 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 they finally yeah they finally leave isla nublar so they finally get the fuck out they wash up on another island and they're like where the fuck are we and it's a multi-region island where there's a desert a ice area and a forest and there's found a video game world (laughs) no but it's it's crazy because they got the dinosaurs from both i think maybe isla nublar but also they went to they bring in uh lost world jurassic park into it the second movie uh from the original trilogy they got the dinosaurs from there and brought them to this other place and it's the uh it's the rival uh dna company or whatever so like you know it's um ingen or something yeah that does all the stuff this is uh manticore i believe is the company's name interesting and this is their island and they have like a scientist woman there that's working on stuff and she's actually really nice and you're like okay she's actually she just thinks she's doing science stuff she has no idea of like all this potential uh ulterior motive shit she just thinks she's researching vincent d'onofrio being like we could use these raptors as weapons more or less but uh it's it's great because it brings in a bunch of the dinos from isla sorna from lost world and jurassic park Mm, 3 which both of those movies take place and you see the t-rex like you know how uh the t-rex from isla nublar is in like i mean from the first jurassic park movie is in lot in uh jurassic world and then in Fallen Kingdom, like, you know, if the original T-Rex fights the Indominus Rex and like now is somewhere in America and yelling at a lion at the end of this last movie and shit. But now it's the T-Rex from Lost World and the baby T-Rex from Lost World. And that baby T-Rex is older now. And you're like, oh, shit. So there's like two T-Rexes here. You don't know what happened to the third one. Like, because oh, yeah, there are two baby. parents. Yeah. So they're, I don't know, it's one of the parents, one of the two parents, and then the baby. They have, like, uh, the raptors from that islander there. So it's different raptors entirely from the ones, like, blue and stuff from the original island. And uh, they're, like, in the forest area. In the desert area, they not only went that far, but they created their own shit. And they're like, what the fuck is that thing? That's not a dinosaur. Oh, that's a fucking saber-toothed tiger. And there's like a saber-tooth there for a bit. And I can't remember if it died. It did die. It got eaten because they put something bigger in there, I think. Okay. They brought in, guess who, from Jurassic Park 3. Uh, Is it the Spinosaurus? They bring in the fucking Spinosaurus and you're like... Oh shit, the T-Rex killer. And it's so you're like, "Oh my god. They actually fucking did it." And it's so cool that they finally tapped that resource cuz you think, "Oh, maybe they'll use them in the other movies and they never do." And it's cool because he never fi- came back. It never came back. <laughs> yeah, it never came back and it makes sense cuz I was trying to figure out, "Well, how are they going to do this where I guess the show ends with them getting off the island before it explodes for the volcanic eruption that happens in Fallen Kingdom. But now they've changed the equation where it's like, okay, so this is now potentially happening during the events of Fallen Kingdom, like somewhere like, I guess, before the eruption, because I feel like at a certain point, they'll probably 
feel like, what the fuck was that? Oh shit, the island's erupting over there. It's a good thing we're on this island, but that's crazy. Oh shit. And, uh, you know, characters develop. They're getting more and more, like, closer. Some develop relationships and stuff. It's, you know, it's kid shit. But uh, one of them, his name is Kenji. His dad's supposed to be, like, this guy who was a rich investor in the park when it was Jurassic World, which is why he was there in the first place with the other kids. Mm. They each were there for a reason. He was my dad got me in. And it turns out at the end, you find out because there's a one of the guys that comes to the island besides the scientist girl that's there is uh, this guy that controls all these robots. He's like a tech genius and he's like a piece of shit. He, He looks like some nerdy guy. I think his name was Cash. He's like this nerdy guy who hates losing. He's like the ultimate sore loser, rage quit type gamer guy who just has this job and gets pissed off at the slightest thing. And he's literally a guy you're waiting. You want him to die. You're like, I want to watch this guy die, whether it's on or off screen, because they do kill characters. They're not afraid to do that. And uh, he controls these weird looking robots that can put dinosaurs to sleep, but they also shoot like weird fucking like electro or laser beams and attempt to kill the kids on multiple occasions uh and it turns out his boss that's like the head of manticore is in fact kenji's father and they find him at the end and he's just like dad and the whole thing is like you know his dad ignores his son a lot the whole thing is like he has dad issues because his father's never actually there he's like yo my dad's a rich guy but really he never pays attention to me so i feel highly neglected and uh it, it ends like there and you're just like oh shit so the fifth season's gonna like deal with all that kind of shit and it's gonna be very interesting but yeah it, it's a it's a really cool thing that they're doing here and i'm excited to see where it goes and how long how much longer it's gonna last the way i see it max it'll probably max out at two seasons at the most but the fact that they're at like oh it's the head of the evil company guy that's been like there since the first season makes it like okay so it's either gonna be season five or maybe a sixth season where this show ends but they've been doing a good job of like at least bringing other dinosaurs in or they created new dinosaurs in the last season and everything else so it's really they've done a good job with it all yeah yeah dude i'm surprised it's even still going because like when you first mentioned it i was like oh yeah that sounds like a cool little side uh jurassic world jurassic park story thing it's going on for like four seasons already like that's crazy I mean, dude, it's uh, the other show that was like this that was really great was uh, Race to the Edge, the How to Train Your Dragons Netflix show. Uh, yeah, and it takes huh. place right before the second movie because uh, they did like a Cartoon Network show called like Defenders of Berg or something. And it's like it's right after the first one. It's like right when they get the dragons. So they're still kids. And then they do Race to the Edge where it's like they're pretty much the age they were right when the second movie started. But it's like a, it's like a year or two before that. And they're just, like, doing other shit. And it actually does a great job of stuff. And it ends up leading into, like, the second movie, more or less. And they, honestly, it was, it's really, uh, they did really well with it. I was very happy that these two shows so far have probably been the best of, like, kids animated content on Netflix that can be watched potentially for all ages if you really Mm -hmm. do care about those franchises. Uh, Whereas, like, you know, there's adult animated stuff on there that's very much hit or miss or a little too much for my taste sometimes. But yeah, good times there. But I think that's all the time we have for this time. I'll get to Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Lost in Space and other shit later. But 
uh, if you guys are confused based off of last episode or you noticed like, oh, it's the Witch Queen part one and this is not part two. Uh, just a reminder there that we will be doing part two, just not this month and potentially maybe not next month either. We're saving it for when Season of the Risen is about to wrap or pretty much wrapped in case there's any last minute uh, yeah. new story stuff or new activity that they push out. Uh, otherwise, once that does happen, we'll be talking about Season of the Risen, the 30th anniversary, and everything else we didn't get to talk about from the Witch Queen expansion. So we'll talk about all that for sure, and we'll have Andreas back for that and everything else. But like I said, that's going to be like a late May, early June type episode when that does come. Uh, it's not something where we just recorded a giant episode and split it in half and went, eh, part two, you know, we just didn't put out this week. So, you know, not to worry about that. We didn't forget. It's just planned for a specific time in the future. Right. And uh, like I said before, I do still plan on getting Horizon Zero, uh, Horizon 2 done. I still haven't made progress, but uh, that'll potentially be the final episode of April. We'll be focused on Horizon uh, if I can get it done. And then... Uh, Maybe next week, I have to talk to everybody, but next week might be a super anime episode where we'll have maybe Andreas and Momo back on to talk uh, Attack on Titans Final Season Part 2 because it's a, well, it's Final Final Season and then next next year we'll have Final 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 Season. Yeah, I, I got so mad when I, that so I was like, cool, we're finally going to see the end of the, se the yeah. series and it's like, well, that ain't no end. But yeah, it's fucking dumb, but uh, we'll do talk about final season part two we'll talk about yashihime if momo comes on we'll talk about maybe my dress up darling as well and if there is still more time i did watch you know uh the um what was it called the stardust crusaders jojo's mm. bizarre adventure so we could throw that in as well and just hit all four of those out of the park if we can we'll see how the time goes for that because because we have those people on and they're very into those things those you know we can get much deeper into those shows than normally we could if it was just the two of us because they're honestly they have a lot more intricate things to say than i normally would which is why i want them on uh but we'll see how that goes too and then uh maybe because i didn't tell you brandon wants to go rsf brandon wants to go watch morbius but get shit faced first so uh, we watch it like fucking, you know, get hella drunk and then go watch it. So I'm like, all right, I'll do it if it's like that. I don't know if you'd be down for that, but that would be the case where then we'll talk about Morbius because we got really fucked up and watched that. Uh, but yeah, we'll have that uh, eventually when Moon Knight finishes, Halo finishes. We'll talk about those shows. Uh, the Northman when that comes out later. So that'll happen. So we got tons of stuff to talk about for sure. It's going to it's all going to happen more or less. And then uh I still have to do all my work on it, but hopefully the end of April, I will do the cut of steel episode where we do the, where are they now? All the status updates on every single DC movie announced after man of steel came out and we'll go through all of that. Uh, and that could be anywhere from one to three episodes, uh, like a three parter potentially, depending on how much there is and how long I want to make those episodes too. So that's like the other big thing we have coming. And then an up to it, down to it episode where we'll talk about surgeries and stuff like that and hospital uh, experiences. So that's all the current stuff happening or in the works, I guess you could say. Otherwise, uh, that has been Sutra Side Talk. You can uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Sutra Side Talk. Currently, right now, we're just active on Instagram until I get some other things done. Like I said, it's just it's taking some time. 
Uh, you can follow on multiple different platforms, YouTube, podcast platforms. It's all there. If it's, you know, give us a subscription, follow us, all that kind of stuff. It's all free. But if it is uh, Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. If it's Spotify, if you can rate us. Or if it's YouTube, you know, give us a like besides the subscribe for those episodes. Uh, that would really help us out a lot, especially, like I said, the Apple Podcast reviews really, really help us out. And uh, you can send us comments, feedback, or questions at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. Uh, once again, it's the title of the show, sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. And if you want to send us a question that you want us to read on the show, we definitely will do it unless it's super ridiculous, then maybe not. But most likely we'll probably read it and, you know, make that a little subtopic of the show. So don't feel shy. Just do that. If you want to be anonymous, you can totally do that as well. We won't need read your name if you don't want us to, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. Uh, I, oh, and of course, follow James at InvaderJim124. Follow me at GogaComzilla on Twitter. Uh, that has been the show, guys. We will catch you next week. So long. Thanks for listening.